0: Guys, always stay true to the principles of sound investing, which is to think long term. Remember, guys, if you're desperate enough to buy into a get rich quick scheme, there is someone out there cunning enough to sell it to you. It's just a simple case of supply and demand. And if it does not work out, you need to be accountable for your own choices. Welcome to the Money Mindset and Investing podcast, a financial literacy podcast series with myself, Zahir Anwari. And myself, Kolo Abadamassi. We are the co-founders of
1: sublimetrading.io and the Griffin Fund. Our mission is to fill the world with financial health through the power of investing and the creation of remarkable, profitable, and life-changing portfolios. In today's episode, guys, we're going to look at the unique features
0: of the stock market, the Forex market, the commodities market, and the crypto market, and how this helps with putting together a well-thought-out portfolio that performs
1: consistently well over many, many years. So, Kola, where do you want to start today? good place to start is by addressing titles that investors often give themselves. You're going to regularly see people label themselves as forex traders, or gold, or oil traders, or even crypto investors. But pigeonholing yourself to one particular asset or asset class is a bad starting point as it encourages limitation. Diversification is an important part of investing, which comes from understanding high probability assets. Okay, great. So just not to lose people too early, let's just take a moment to explain what we mean by high probability assets. Okay. So a high probability asset is one that has more chance of returning a profit than a loss. In investing, there are no guarantees or certainties. This is a concept that our listeners should be familiar with, although it is often not well practiced. People will regularly form an unhealthy attachment to an asset as they are 100% sure it will return a profit, and that comes with disastrous results. Penny stocks are an example. Well-known brands such as Tesla could be another example. Gold and oil are also examples. The correct approach is to have a neutral approach across all assets. That means the name of the asset has no bearing on your decision to invest and instead have an analysis process that determines if the performance of the asset makes it a high probability asset. That is one that has a higher chance of returning a profit over a loss. Now, when it comes
0: to the analysis process, there are three main ways to do this. You can use fundamental analysis, which is the Warren Buffett approach, or technical analysis, or in other words, using charts which is the Richard Dennis approach. You may not be familiar with Richard Dennis, but a good book to read is Way of the Turtle by Curtis Faith. And it's an excellent, excellent breakdown of how technical analysis can be used for amazing results. So you've got the Warren Buffett approach, which is fundamental analysis. You've got the Richard Dennis approach, which is using technical analysis, or ultimately you can combine them both, fundamental analysis and technical analysis together. Now, from our past podcasts, you will know that we are huge fans of technical analysis as it's simple to learn and execute and has a proven history of performance that goes back decades. So in brief, color, what makes an
1: asset high probability? Okay, so let's start with this. Regardless of which market you are looking at, whether it be stocks, commodities, forex or cryptos, markets move in only three ways. They either move up, which is a bull market, down, which is a bear market, or sideways, which is a consolidating market. The two most profitable environments are bull and bear markets, and they are known as trending markets. And you would have heard us say that we are trend followers or we look for trending assets. This means that we look for assets that are either moving up or down over a sustained period of time. Holding assets for 12 to 24 months is not uncommon for us. So To drive the point home for listeners, high probability assets are assets that are bullish when they are moving up or bearish when they are moving down over weeks, months, and maybe even years. When markets are moving sideways, which as mentioned earlier are called consolidated markets, we stand aside as these are low probability environments and where there's more chance of losing money than actually making money. Now, when it comes to investing, people get confused with the definition of a trend. Let's look at fashion. Fashion trends last months to years. Trends that come and go quickly are called fads and are often laughed at or forgotten about. You want to bring the same logic to investing and it's the difference between long-term trend following and, say, day trading. Okay, so to build on what you have just said, an important
0: point to note about sideways or consolidating markets being low-probability environments is that day traders tend to often lose a lot of money on a daily basis trading low-probability environments. For those who are unaware of what day trading is, it is when you open and close multiple positions in a day. Hence the name day trading. Now, since the dawn of the internet, day trading has been sold as the sexy way to quick riches, which people repeatedly buy into. Now guys, always stay true to the principles of sound investing, which is to think long term. Remember guys, if you're desperate enough to buy into a get rich quick scheme, there is someone out there cunning enough to sell it to you. It's just a simple case of supply and demand. And if it does not work out, you need to be accountable for your own choices. It's always easier to blame someone else rather than look at yourself. So stay away from day trading and stay out of low probability sideways markets. Instead, always play the long game and focus on high probability trending
1: markets. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Day trading is very, very difficult to make money. And just to add to that, one of the main reasons we are huge fans of using technical analysis, which is a flashy term for using charts to make our decisions, as it is very easy to see if an asset has performed well in the past and if it is currently moving up, down or sideways. If you are new to technical analysis, below this recording, you will find a scorecard that will break down where you are in terms of your retirement goals. Once you complete the scorecard, we have a couple of wonderful free gifts for you. One of them is a PDF that breaks down our complete methodology for you. Like anything new, it's just a case of familiarity and technical analysis is remarkably simple to learn. As here just said, unfortunately, the internet has cluttered this space with a lot of misleading information, and we hope these podcasts are helping to bring some clarity on what is a very important topic. In today's world, you are responsible for becoming financially literate. And we are on hand to help point you in the right direction. Okay, great.
0: So, Kola, we've established that investing is about probabilities, not certainties, and that trending assets, those that are moving up or down over weeks, months, even years, are the high probability assets we want to invest in. We next need to build on this and explain how we apply this logic to the stock, commodity, currency, and crypto markets. Ultimately, these markets are similar in the way they move. That's up, down and sideways. But how they do this differs. And knowing the differences is essential if your
1: portfolio is to perform consistently well. So where do you want to start on this, Collar? I think the best place to start is with the stock market, because this is a very, very mature market. It has been around for hundreds of years. The New York Stock Exchange, for example, was founded in 1792. And the stock market makes up a bulk of our portfolio. We have thousands of stocks to choose from, ample opportunities throughout the year, and there's always a high probability opportunity to select from these thousands of stocks. Even when the overall market is bearish, you will still find some hidden gems rising and moving up in the market. For example, from January this year, the S&P declined 14%, but there are stocks during this period that have been moving up. One of the examples is McKesson that moved up 21% in that same period. And also another stock is called Abvi, and that moved up 16%. Just to add to that, Collar, can we have the ticker symbol for McKesson? McKesson, the ticker symbol is MCK, and Abv we have ABBV. Right, great. So listeners can go away and look
0: at the charts themselves and compare the S&P with the performance of these assets
1: uh, since the start of the year. You probably haven't even heard of these stocks, and that is a beautiful thing about investing in stocks. You don't need to hear about the stocks before. You just need to have a strong, robust scanning system that will help you find these hidden gems, which our proprietary scanning rules allow us to do. The stock market moves up very slowly over a sustained period of time. So holding onto positions for long periods of time is key here, and is where we actually make the bulk of our profit. And this is maximized through our compounding strategy.
0: Yeah. And compounding is something that we are going to talk about in more detail in a a future recording.
1: Another thing to note about the stock market is that it does move down very quickly. So it may take years for the market to move up, and then it may take a few weeks or a few months for it to drop 50%. And that's the case with the bear market in 2000, 2008, we had a very deep decline and the market did move down fairly quick. We will have bearish periods in the market, in the stock market, but the majority of the time, the market Moves to the upside. Just to add to that as well, when the market is declining, the good news is that we
0: have accounts, investment accounts, broker accounts that allow us to actually short the market. So when a market is declining, as the stock market did in 2000 and 2008, it's not actually something that we need to be too concerned about because we just need to reverse our approach. When the market is going up, we go long or we buy into stocks. When the market as a whole is reversing and it's declining, We actually reverse our stance and we short the market. So the direction of the market is actually secondary. What is
1: primary is making sure that you are on the right side of the market. Yeah, correct. And a plus to that is also the fact that the market moves down faster than it moves up. So when we are short in the market, we make profits a lot faster.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just have to look at 2008. I believe the the bull run before 2008 was five years But the decline in 2008 was only a year. So the movement up took five years, but the movement down over that same period, that same length took one year. So absolutely, the profit you can accumulate in a bear market is significant in a much shorter
1: period of time. And we're also offered different broker accounts to actually trade positions going up or down. In the UK, we can use spread betting account, which is tax-free. And we also have use of CFD accounts as well.
0: Yeah, great points. I mean, we're extremely blessed here in the UK to have spread betting accounts, but unfortunately, spread betting accounts have a bad reputation. And the reason they have a bad reputation is not because people are using spread betting accounts, but how they are using spread betting accounts. Because they're leveraged, often greed is the primary driver. People want to make a lot of money very quickly. And that all goes to pot in a very, very short period of time. And because of that, Unfortunately, spread betting accounts end up having a bad reputation. Learn to use spread betting accounts correctly because they are quite possibly the most powerful
1: investment vehicles available today. What is important to understand is that often the stock market can go sideways or if a bear market is in play, where does the money go? This is why as investors, it is important to look across all markets as when money leaves one market, it often flows into another market.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. So let's move on into the commodities market. Now, the commodity market is another mature market that has been around for decades, since really the dawn of the financial markets. There are a decent array of assets available. One of the challenges, however, of investing in commodities is that price movement can be fundamentally or geopolitically driven. And so this can bring an element of volatility in investing in crypto, certainly potentially for the short term. Over the long term, there could be a direction, but there can be a lot of volatility involved in dealing with commodities. They can move up and down at the same pace. I mean, you just have to look at the price of oil since this very sad situation in Ukraine. And you can see how the price of oil has increased rapidly over a number of days. This is part of the challenge Of investing in commodities. If you compare commodities to, say, stocks, stocks tend to be a lot smoother in the way they move. Commodities can move smoothly, but as already mentioned, because price movement can be geopolitically driven, the volatility can be a lot more significant. Now, another point to note about commodities is that the natural movements of commodities means that they can trend for very, very long periods of time, but they can also then move sideways. For a very long period of time. So, gold is a very good example of that. If you take gold from, say, 2000, 2001 up until 2011, gold increased by around 650%. However, since 2011 up until today, gold has really just been trading sideways. We mentioned earlier that you don't want to be trading sideways markets because they're low probability environments. And gold is a very good example of that. Since 2011, It's just been going sideways. What you want is to wait for gold to start increasing in price at a steady rate. This is a trending market, and that will happen once it breaks out of this sideways market that it's been in for the last 10, 11 years. So a really important point to note about commodities, they trend for very long periods of time, but they can also move sideways for very long periods of time. So that's a big difference
1: compared to stocks. And it would be good to bear in mind that Although commodities do move sideways for a long period of time, always keep an eye on the market because when it does break out, it can happen at any moment and you could miss an opportunity to jump into a long-term position at the very start of a trend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Really, really good point. As an investor, you consistently and continually want to be scanning and analysing the markets. This isn't minute to minute or hour to hour, but certainly on on a weekly basis, you want to have some kind of analysis process that looks across the commodities market just to make sure that you aren't missing what is known as the breakout. The breakout is when an asset moves out of a sideways market and it starts trending. The start of the trend is known as a breakout. So you want to be looking across all asset classes, all markets on a regular basis to ensure that you don't miss that first breakout. Now, there is an expression in investing, which is known as the longer the consolidation, the bigger the breakout. So gold is a really good example of this. It's been in consolidating for 10, 11 years. It's a very, very long time. What this means is that when gold eventually breaks out from this consolidation, it could trend for an equally long period of time. Three, four, five, 10 years wouldn't be uncommon or unheard of. So really good point there by Kola. Always keep on top of your analysis. Okay, Collar. let's move into the next market, which is the Forex market, also known as the foreign exchange market
1: or the currency market. So this is a market I began to invest in. And it is a very mature market as well. It has unfairly gained a bad reputation over the years. And this goes back to the internet selling, day trading, and particularly day trading, the Forex market as the way to quick riches. The Forex market is a powerful market that offers excellent opportunities when in trend. And in recent years, the market has been shy of trends, but it is not the market you want to ignore. Right now, the majority of Traders in the Forex market are most likely going to be day traders trying to gain quick profits in that market. When it trends, it moves very quickly, offering excellent high probability opportunities. Typically, holding period can be somewhere from nine to 12 months. So, the natural movement to the Forex market is that it is cyclic. Currencies are paired. So, for example, the euro against the US dollar, or the Australian dollar against the Japanese yen, or the British pound against the Swedish krona. This means that price movement up and down can often be the same in terms of speed and of trends. Sometimes the pound is gaining strength against other currencies. Sometimes it is weakening. As investors, we just want to be on the right side of the movement when a long-term trend is in progress.
0: Yeah. So guys, remember, don't fall into the trap of day trading the Forex market. There's no longevity in it. You may make a bit of money on the short term, but over the long term, it'll just be a waste of time, a waste of money. And- It can totally spiral out of control. Stay away from day trading. Instead, look for long-term trends, whether that be in the foreign exchange market, the commodities market, or the stock market. The only difference between those three markets is how long those particular trends last for. As already mentioned, the stock market trends can last from 12 to 24 months. In the currency market, 9 to 12 months is not uncommon. So trends do happen. How long they last for is unique to each market that you're looking at. Okay, so great. We've covered the stock market, we've covered the commodities market, and we've covered the forex or the currency market. Now, all three of those markets, we started off by saying that these are mature markets. They've been around for a very, very, very long time, and they should really make the foundation of your portfolio, particularly the stock market. However, there is now a fourth market that... I'm sure you're all very much aware of, that you're all probably involved in, in some capacity, and that is the crypto market, the cryptocurrency space. This is the newest of all the markets and is hence still maturing. You may even argue that it's an immature market given the number of scams you hear about. I mean, it's insane the number of scams that are going on. Having said that, the blockchain technology is the future. So this is a market that is here to stay. So it cannot be ignored. There are a lot of interesting projects in progress and a lot of innovation taking place. So if you know how to do your due diligence, as they say, there are some real low-cap gems with excellent upside potential to potentially invest in. Of course, you've got your daddies, if you like, of the crypto space. You've got Bitcoin, you've got Ethereum, and you may already have those in your portfolio. But looking for what are known as low-cap gems, these are projects that are very new Is a really good way to go about creating a crypto portfolio. Now, at the start of 2021, myself and Collar, we got involved in launch pads and IDOs. IDOs are initial DEX offerings, which are really an upgrade on ICOs, initial coin offerings. Back in 2017, 2018, there were a lot of ICOs that were coming out. And again, many of them ended up being scams. IDOs are effectively an upgrade on ICOs. These are vetted projects that are meeting a need on the blockchain. So if you get membership to a credible launchpad, then you can get in at the seed round and see some mind-boggling returns. I mean, 100x, 1,000x, it's unbelievable. However, would we put all our capital into this? Absolutely not. This goes back to what we said at the very beginning, which is, A well-thought-out portfolio requires being familiar with the unique features of a market and then knowing when is the right time to invest. The boom-to-bust cycles in the crypto space are much quicker compared to the stock market, for example. So you need to execute your investor skills in a much shorter cycle. This still happens over weeks and months. When it comes to the crypto space, the boom to bust cycles still happen over weeks to months. So you still have time to react, but you still need to be able to adapt your ability to invest in high probability stocks to investing in high probability crypto projects. I actually argue the point that if you're a good stock investor, you can actually become a good crypto investor. The reason why a lot of people don't have a good performing crypto portfolio is because they're gambling. They have no idea, they have no plan of how to actually approach the crypto space. If you're a good stock investor, so you've learned about high probability stocks, you've learned about entry points, risk management, exit management, compounding. When you've learned those skills in a much slower market, such as the stock market, you can adapt those skills to the crypto space. If you move straight to the crypto space and you deal with the speed and volatility of cryptos, that is how a lot of people end up getting burnt. So you still need to have solid and sound investor skills and bring them to the crypto space. Okay. So, for example, if you look at Bitcoin, Bitcoin dropped by over 50% between November of last year and January of this year. The SP 500, in comparison, dropped by almost 15% in the same time period. That's, that's a massive difference, guys. Bitcoin dropped 50%, the SP 500 dropped 15%. So, you've got to think about the risk management and the exit management involved when it comes to having a crypto portfolio alongside. A stocks portfolio, and then being able to determine
1: high probability assets in both of those markets. So let's summarize what we have covered so far. First of all, adopt a process that helps you narrow down to the very best high probability assets across all markets, including stocks, commodities, currencies, and cryptos. Do not label yourself as, say, a forex trader or a crypto trader, but simply as an investor. Stay true to the principles of sound investing which is to think long-term. Avoid the day trading trap. It will be a waste of time and money, which will have serious consequences. Slow and steady wins the day. And when you embrace compounding, something we will cover in a future podcast, the returns will not only be life-changing, but you have maintained a lifestyle whilst growing wealth. No compromises at all.
0: Yeah, really good point. The beauty of investing or trend following is that you can adapt it around your busy lifestyle Without compromising on time and profit, you can still go to work or maintain your businesses. You can still spend time with your loved ones. You can keep hitting the gym or whatever your hobbies are whilst your money is growing handsomely in the background. It's just a case of adapting the process around your lifestyle, adopting the right
1: processes and spending a few minutes each week managing your portfolio. Okay, next, stay neutral and do not build unhealthy attachments to brand names or any one market. The investor in you must be separate to the consumer in you. Just because you like Nike or Apple or Gold does not mean that those assets offer better opportunities compared to, say, Lululemon or Microsoft or Wheat. The aim of the game is to make consistent profit, and the best way to do that is to invest in the best-looking, high-probability stocks, regardless of brand or assets name.
0: Yeah, next, scan for opportunities across all asset classes, but also be aware of the unique features of each market. Stocks will always offer the most opportunities each year, given the size and maturity of the market. But the performance of your portfolio can be propped up when high probability opportunities present themselves in commodities, Forex, and cryptos. What we are looking for are long term trends, either bullish or bearish, that last weeks, months, or even years. So when one market stops trending,
1: Money will flow into another market, and hence why it pays to look across all asset classes. And finally, make sure you have risk and exit management rules clearly laid out in your investing or trading plan and adapt them to the unique features of each market. Picking high probability assets through a solid analysis process is one thing, and where technical analysis comes into its own for busy, everyday people. But you then want a proven strategy in place to extract profit. So building a portfolio. Is really a two step process. First, select high probability assets, and second, extract profit. This is an art that is very simple to learn, but the element of sophistication is often overlooked. Yeah, agreed.
0: Don't give up on yourself, guys, by choosing not to do this or falling prey to get rich quick schemes. The rewards of learning to do this correctly are life changing, not just for
1: you, but for your loved ones. So embrace becoming financially literate. So, okay, that concludes today's episode. We hope that helps you to understand why you want to embrace all markets if you want a portfolio that performs consistently year in, year out. Don't forget to complete the scorecard below and get access to two free wonderful investor gifts to steer you in the right direction.
0: And don't forget to follow us so you're notified on future podcasts. And don't be greedy, guys. Share this with people who you know will benefit from listening to us. And also reach out to us on our socials to let us know what you think of this episode. Take care, guys. See you, guys.